tremendous if you're into this, tremendous fumes, gases are spewing into the atmosphere. You know, we have a world. So the world is So tremendous, tremendous. Well, From Pacifica Radio, this is the broadcast, as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. Elsewhere in California on KFOI Red Bluff Redding, KKRN Round Mountain, KGOE Eureka. In Oregon on KYAQ on the Central Coast, Queso Cottage Grove, KEPW in Eugene, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, WLRI, and Maui, Hawaii, KAKU, Columbus, Ohio, WGRN, Palinville, New York, WLPP, Grand Rapids, Michigan, WPRR, New Orleans, Louisiana, WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico, KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire, WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas, KPSQ, Seattle, Washington, KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin, WADR, Minneapolis, St. Paul, AM950, KTNF, and coast-to-coast and around the globe, streaming on the internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, Deprogrammed Radio, and Detour Talk. Blanketing the globe five days a week, Usually hosted by Brad Friedman of bradblog.com, but today, once again, you got me. I'm Nicole Sandler, host of The Nicole Sandler Show, based at nicolesandler.com, filling in for Brad and Desi so they can enjoy some holiday time off with their families. So we're going to have some fun today because we can. You know, it's that time of the year. It's a slow news time. Congress is out. Not much happening. And laughter is necessary, especially in stressful times like these. As I said, there's not a whole lot of news going on, but there is stuff happening, so let's get that out of the way before the comedy ensues. We'll start here. On Monday, Nancy Pelosi reiterated that she cannot select impeachment managers until she knows, quote, what sort of trial the Senate will conduct. Of course, across the aisle, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell called her position absurd. After the House of Representatives last week passed two articles of impeachment, charging Trump with abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, the rules of the Senate's trial need to be agreed on before it can move forward. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer has called for White House witnesses like Acting Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney at the trial. McConnell on Monday said Republicans haven't ruled out witnesses, but he indicated that the current impasse would not be resolved until after the holidays. Now, Congress may be on recess, but impeachment work is continuing behind the scenes. Lawyers for the House Judiciary Committee floated the possibility that the panel could take up additional articles of impeachment against Trump. This, according to a document filed in a federal appeals court on Monday, urging the court to compel former White House counsel Don McGahn to testify. The committee's lawyers said that his testimony could lead to more revelations about the president's behavior. Quote, if McGahn's testimony produces new evidence supporting the conclusion that President Trump committed impeachable offenses that are not covered by the articles approved by the House, the committee will proceed accordingly. 
including, if necessary, by considering whether to recommend new articles of impeachment. Interesting. There's a big divide in the evangelical community over its support for Donald Trump. In the wake of last week's editorial in Christianity Today calling for the president to be removed from office for his moral failings, the Christian Post published its own editorial actually supporting Trump. Well, that prompted the politics editor at the Christian Post, Knapp Nasworth, to resign. He tweeted, quote, Today, rather abruptly, I was forced to make the difficult choice to leave the Christian Post. They decided to publish an editorial that positions them on Team Trump. I can't be an editor for a publication with that editorial voice. Well, Mr. Nasworth might want to talk to the people at, at Christianity Today. The author of the original editorial was their retiring editor-in-chief. So he's out, so I guess they have an opening. But to make things even more interesting, Christianity Today has now followed up on that first editorial criticizing Trump with a second editorial urging fellow Christians to stop being loyal to him. And this came from the magazine's president, Timothy Dalrymple, who asks Christians in this new editorial, quote, to consider whether they have given to Caesar what belongs only to God, their unconditional loyalty, end quote. He said embracing Trump means being tied to his corruption and race baiting. The first editorial by the magazine, which was founded by the late Reverend Billy Graham, accused Trump of profoundly immoral conduct and called for his impeachment. A group of more than 100 conservative evangelical Christians responded Monday with a letter calling the magazine's position offensive, saying it questioned the spiritual integrity of tens of millions of Christian Trump supporters. Yeah, they're going back and forth, but you know what? There's a crack in the pavement, and that's a good thing. Come on, people with a conscience, stand up and do the right thing here. So Dennis Mullenberg, who? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter anymore. He's out as the CEO of Boeing. In a statement on Monday, Boeing said its board decided the change at the top was necessary to restore confidence in the company moving forward as it works to repair relationships with regulators, customers, and all other stakeholders. Boeing has been engulfed in crisis following two 737 MAX crashes that killed more than 300 people and led to numerous investigations. The company recently decided to temporarily halt production of the grounded 737 MAX jet, and just a few days ago, Boeing's Starliner failed in its maiden voyage attempt to dock with the International Space Station. Chairman David Calhoun has now been named Boeing's new CEO, effective in January. And Lawrence Kellner, who's the new non-executive chairman of the board, promised that Monday, quote, marks a new way forward for our company. Axios is reporting on an email exchange showing a top fundraiser for Pete Buttigieg offering a rich prospective donor access to the South Bend, Indiana mayor's presidential campaign in return for donations. Yeah, that's a no-no. Critics are describing this as a particularly blatant example of how big money corrupts the American political system. The Louisville Courier-Journal reported that the FBI is investigating lame duck Kentucky Governor Matt Bevin's parade of pardons 
You might recall the Republican pardoned or commuted the sentences of more than 600 criminals, many of them violent felons, after he was voted out of office. Among those who caught a break was a guy named Patrick Baker. He was just two years into a 19-year term for homicide and robbery, and coincidentally, his brother held a fundraiser for Bevan last year. Hmm. Bevan has denied that, or a letter from a mega donor, had anything to do with his decision on Baker. Sure, of course. And finally, Donald Trump spoke out on Friday at the Turning Point USA Student Action Conference in Florida, where he turned his knowledge of everything about everything to the topic of wind power and turbines. This, folks, is destined to be a classic. Tremendous, if you're into this, tremendous fumes, gases are spewing into the atmosphere. You know, we have a world, right? So the world is tiny compared to the universe. So tremendous, tremendous amount of fumes and everything. You talk, you talk about the carbon footprint, fumes are spewing into the air, right? It's spewing. Whether it's in China, Germany, it's going into the air, it's our air, their air, everything, right? So they make these things, and then they put them up. And if you own a house with envision of some of these monsters, uh, your house is worth 50% of the price. They're noisy. They kill the birds. You want to see a bird graveyard? You just go. Take a look. A bird graveyard? Go under a windmill someday. You'll see more birds than you've ever seen ever in your life. You know, in California, they were killing the bald eagle. If you shoot a bald eagle, they want to put you in jail for 10 years. A windmill will kill many bald eagles. It's true. And you know what? After a certain number, they make you turn the windmill off. That's true, by the way. This is, they make you turn it off. After you, and yet, if you killed one, they put you in jail. That's okay. But why is it okay for these windmills to destroy the bird population? And that's what they're doing. All right, if that wasn't funny enough, we've got some funny coming up for you. Because after all, it's the holiday season. The news is slow, and there's laughter to be had. So stick around. Lauren Mayer, a master songwriter, parodyist, you know, in the Mark Russell, Tom Lehrer vein. Yeah, she joins us next. I'm Nicole Sandler, your guest host today on the broadcast. Hey, this is Brad. Remember me, the guy who was warning you about Donald Trump from the day he entered the race, when the rest of the U.S. media were telling you his candidacy was a joke, that he'd never win, and that Hillary Clinton had it in the bag. We told you otherwise from the beginning and up until Election Day. Well, we may have been right, but we still don't have corporate or foundational support. We still rely on you to stay on your public airwaves. Please stop by bradblog.com donate to support the work that Desi Doyen and I do every day. This country ain't going to save itself, but we can all do it together. That's bradblog.com slash donate. And thank you.
Welcome back to the Bradcast. I'm Nicole Sandler of NicoleSandler.com, filling in today for Brad and Desi while they enjoy their holiday. What is Christmas without music? You know, obviously, Christmas music is everywhere. I prefer the parody kind of Christmas song. We'll get to some of that, too. But since it is holiday time, I thought it's time for some laughter. For that, we'll turn to a friend of the show. Her name is Lauren Mayer. And she writes and sings and performs song parodies. Most of her stuff is political in nature, as you'll hear. But it is that time of year again. It is Hanukkah. So we'll start this segment with one called Let's Get Lit for Hanukkah. It's Lauren Mayer on the broadcast. Hanukkah is also called the Festival of Lights. We remember it cause a lamp stayed lit for eight whole days and nights. But why keep frying latkes or giving away tchotchkes? Here's how to make our holiday iconic. Ah, let's get lit for Hanukkah. Get lit for Hanukkah. From Portland to Santa Monica. It's all about the miracle of oil lasting so long. So for each night when we're blunt we light or maybe rip a bong. And if you get the munchies, rugelach are nice and crunchy. And it's healthier than a high colonic. Not much rhymes with Hanukkah. Get lit for Hanukkah. You might prefer an edible or a lotion that's more spreadable. But you'll be dancing the horror each night when you light up your menorah. So throw a smoking party. It'll be real hard to not sing. Serve some weed and guaranteed your guests will soon be plotting. Get high with your wife or hubby. These days you can smoke with your bubby or with casual friends who are just platonic. All of us are lit for Hanukkah. Rachel and Monica. Little buzz will cure us from the news that gives us sorus. Whether your scale is chromatic or diatonic, let's get lit for Hanukkah on your harmonica. Is it really appropriate? Oh, sure. You can even find pot that's kosher. Though I admit this seems a bit ironic. Candles are all that's lit for Hanukkah. Let's get lit for Hanukkah. Let's get lit for Hanukkah. Ah ha ha ha! That is the newest song from Lauren Mayer. Let's get lit for Hanukkah. Nicole Sandler here with you on this holiday time, and I thought that was the appropriate song to start with uh, before we introduce Lauren Mayer because, well, we are in Hanukkah. Uh, so happy Hanukkah, Lauren. 
thank you and same to you and happy whatever. <laughs> happy happy <laughs> whatever. celebrating a lot. Right, as I say, happy whatever you celebrate. And best wishes for a Trump-free new year. Absolutely. And then we can finally kill off Christmas since, of course, he knows that he's the only one who saved it for us. Well, of course, of course. So, Lauren Mayer, um, the way I describe you to people is uh, sort of in the best tradition of Mark Russell, Tom Lehrer, and Randy Rainbow comes Lauren Mayer. Um, Your Twitter feed, your Twitter bio describes you as a liberal political comedy songwriter and opinionated Jewish mother. Um, and yeah. I, I looked on your, your YouTube channel, by the way, it's a youtube.com slash psycho supermom and your, um, videos go back nine years. So you've been at this for a while, huh? Yeah, I actually did a couple in 2008, um, just because Sarah Palin was so fun and people told me I resembled her oh. and then did a couple now and then, and then starting in 2012 is when I started doing them every week. I see. Uh, it's kind of like crack. <laughs> <laughs> I started doing them basically because my husband and sons would were asking me to do something more constructive than yell at the TV when we were watching the news. So I wrote a song and joked I should do it every week. And people said, oh, that'd be yeah, good. Yeah, do it every week. And so you do. So it's it's pretty much every Friday, although some weeks a little earlier, some a little later, uh, we right. get a new song from Lauren Mayer, the Let's Get Lit for Hanukkah is your, your latest one. And I detect a little bit more than just you in front of a camera doing this. It sounds like you actually went in a studio and recorded that one. That That's a song that, that should be played everywhere, I think, this year. Well, thank you. I just found out it made the Dr. Demento holiday show over the weekend. Awesome. So that was kind of exciting. That's very um, exciting. Yeah. And who knows? I'm sending it out to some other places. I have a little home studio. Mm-hmm. Um, when I do albums, I go into a better quality one. But it's amazing what you can do with a computer these days. And so I can record them at home uh, when I want to do a little bit more than just me singing in front of the video camera. Uh-huh. So so when you started, so you, you did them sporadically a while. You've been in comedy for a long time, right? This is what this is what you do. Yes, this is what I do when I'm not supplementing it with teaching or other things, because that's what you can do as a working musician. Of yes. course, right. And, and then you, you um, with uh, actually going back through your YouTube channel, I saw a bunch of stuff around, uh, you know, Mitt Romney and that election. So you, you do focus on the political. This is, this is your thing. It's, it's, a, it's um, a release, I guess. It's a way to cope with the insanity in our political lives. Yes, it is. And people do tell me that. I I mean, there's a part of me that feels like it's frivolous what I do. I'm not informing Mm -hmm. people necessarily. I'm certainly not um, doing a lot of advocacy. Um, But I I do perform at benefits. But people tell me that it helps them laugh. And for me, it's a nice way of combining because I went to college, not sure if I wanted to go into politics or be a classical pianist. Neither I do. But this is a way of combining my interest in politics because I am and with my interest in music and performing and comedy. And so it's a nice way of combining everything that interests me. Great. And, you know, I start my show these days because things get so serious and so, uh, you know, stressful that I like to start the show with a bit of levity, a funny, as I call it. And we feature Lauren Mayer songs uh, many days out of out of the week. So um, so so thank you for helping us get my show started with a laugh uh, many days uh, because we need it. As our friend Gotta Laugh says, you got to laugh because the alternative is, you know. 
something that that I've done too much of since Donald Trump became president. So yeah. so, you know, your songs help us to laugh at things that are uh, innately not very funny. So one thing that's in the news again this week, um, the, the whole um, with this Ukraine affair uh, the yes. news is 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 becoming more and more apparent that Donald Trump glommed on to this conspiracy theory that the uh, hacking of the 2016 election was done by Ukraine and not by Russia because Vladimir Putin told him that. He told him that in Helsinki when we weren't privy to the meeting they had. Um, so going back through your YouTube channel again at... Um, the YouTube channel is at Lauren, uh, YouTube.com slash Psycho Supermom. You can get there. And I found one, a video that I want to play, or a song that I want to play next, um, that that is still as timely and topical today as it was. I, I'm not sure when you came out with this one, sometime last year, I think. And it's called The Trump-Putin Dance. Do you have any, any intro for this one? Yes, I do, actually. I wrote that in 2017. Wow. And... Um, because that was when we were first seeing that he would say these nice things about him. And at that point, we were just joking about the bromance. Remember, there were mm -hmm. a lot of Photoshop memes of shirtless uh, Putin <laughs> next to a frighteningly shirtless Trump, <laughs> things like that. So I thought it was just not, I thought it was more just this embrace of an autocrat and an unseemly worshipfulness towards somebody who was really our political enemy. I did not think that none of us knew exactly how deep it had gone other than thinking that Putin had possibly been behind the hacking, but certainly not coordinated. We had no idea how bad it had gotten or how bad it was that we didn't know. So I wrote this kind of as a joke and I'm, it's so funny that you mentioned it because I've been thinking with all these new revelations, I probably have to update the song. Right. Okay. Well, we'll listen to the original version and maybe we'll get an updated version in 2020. It's Lauren Mayer with the Trump Putin dance. Trump's administration sure admires a certain nation and this adulation makes me terribly scared. There is no refuting how the Russians are recruiting Trump to work for Putin before one and prepared. So before we get distracted by this weird bromance, let's examine how they do the Trump and Putin dance. Since his pal Vlad stroked his ego, Trump's enthralled by his new amigo. Look how he's attacked, claims the Russians hacked. Things like basic facts leave him cold. When they say Russians have dirt on ya, he just tells the press, Daspadanya. As we try to sort through that spy report and learn that even Trump's showers are gold. He won't let us see his tax returns, which would show how much he owes Russia. I don't know why we can't find a competent 12-year-old kid to hack them. And if this tune sounds familiar, I bet you thought it's the song from Tetris. But if Trump keeps us up pretty soon, it'll be our national anthem. So let's say yet to Russia and say we know they interfered. Though Trump admires Putin's attributes like the world's best prostitutes, which itself is a hoot. Their denials are so angry that it seems they doth protest a bit too much. 
Trump would like us to be clueless even as he's sinking into Putin's clutches to us and our resistance. We're just getting started, you bet. And we will stand up to and oppose both those gold-plated schmoes. Tell Trump and Putin yet. The Trump and Putin Dance by Lauren Mayer. Uh, Lauren, <laughs> that is great. Uh, so, yeah, updating it would be good because I'm guessing a lot of these songs you can update after a certain amount of time because things uh, keep changing, All you know, yes. uh, unfortunately. I've done a few that I will probably go back to this year. During the election, I did one called Trump and Freude to the tune of Schadenfreude uh-huh. from Avenue Q. Um, but it was all these Republicans who were just shocked, shocked that – they ended up with Trump as their nominee, and now it's, you know, so I could redo that. I did one called, an original tune called Hypocrisy, Thy Name is GOP. I feel like I could write it every week, um, especially with, you know, the the rules of the impeachment Senate stuff, you know, that, that comparing their statements to what they said about the Clinton impeachment. I mean, there's just so much material Right. And who would have thought, you know, with with Donald Trump, we learned some new words. Of course, you know, there are the words that Trump uses all the time, only the best words. He uses the best words and the best people. But words that we didn't know before, things like emoluments. Oh, yeah. Right. And there are many of us who believe that the articles of impeachment uh, currently in limbo, I guess, um, should have included something about his repeated violations of the emoluments clause. So you offered, Lauren Mayer, uh, a musical tutorial of the emoluments clause. Anything you want to tell us about this one? Well, I love that you compared me to Mark Russell and Tom Uh, Lehrer because Tom Lehrer is what I grew up with. Mm. I just, I mean, that informed so much of what I do. And he was the first one to take the um, Gilbert and Sullivan tune, very model of a modern major general, and parody it. So he did the first one, which was his uh, periodic table of the elements song. And I learned that. I actually learned the table of elements from that song. Wow. Uh-huh. So it's time to come up with something about emoluments, which the word itself sounds very erudite and educational. And so, of course, I used that tune. And I, it was great, actually. I did some research because I'd heard the word used by pundits, and I vaguely knew what it was, but not the details. So uh, it was it, it's, it was informational and educational for me to write it. And then I did have a lot of people who say, oh, that sounds like a Tom Lair uh-huh. tune or you're in the of Tom Lair, so I found that very flattering. Well, there you go. I think you're you, obviously you're in very good company. Well, yeah. let's listen to it. It's the, uh, the Emoluments Clause musical tutorial by Lauren Mayer. Trump is clearly in violation of all sorts of laws. So here's a musical explanation of one particular clause. The Constitution lays out in a manner far from tentative that federal office holders must observe a strict preventative against receiving money from a foreign representative. They even put it into sections to be argumentative. The founding fathers meant to guard against the rare atrocity of leaders being influenced by foreign generosity. And though this used to be a crime, common curiosity, it's in the news because of Trump's preposterous pomposity. By patronizing his hotels, some governments are ruling him, and so attorneys general from several states are suing him for violations of the Constitution, showing all amends, and hence I have composed this explanation of emoluments. Should defend 
dollars in tourists illegally and greedily kowtowing to the Saudis and the Russians rather needily and looking like he sold his soul to autocrats completely. But now the lawsuits may proceed, so they begin subpoenaing and Trump's taking to Twitter with more whining and hyenaing. This proving that he's probably as guilty as now all you sense in violating laws against receiving these emoluments. I've tried to liven up a topic that could not seem duller, but it's bound to get more interesting once we've heard from Mahler. <laughs> Mayor, the emolument song uh, uh, tutorial. So, uh, uh, Lauren, that's it's just um, uh, great stuff. And, and I got to say, um, watching the video is um, it, it adds another element to just the song because there are a lot of lyrics in that one. And some of them may have passed you by. So let me remind you that you can see the videos to all of these songs from Lauren Mayer on her YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is Psycho Supermom, youtube.com slash Psycho Supermom. And on my blog today at NicoleSandler.com, where I post the the video, the, po- uh, the, the podcast of the show, I will also post all these YouTube videos of all the songs that we've played today. So um, you can read the lyrics along with hearing them because, Lauren, thankfully, you caption all the uh, the lyrics on the videos so we can sing along with you. I learned to do that after the first few where I did them. And especially like you can hear the difference on that one from some of the other ones you played. I recorded that live. And so the audio is just pulled from the video camera mm-hmm. and it is a little harder to hear. So I started captioning them. And then because I was a high school and college debater, I feel like I always have to present evidence. So most of my videos have little um, cartoons yes. or or screenshots of news headlines to explain things. Sometimes there's a Yiddish dictionary because uh-huh. I love to throw it. <laughs> so yeah, if you watch the videos, there's a little bit more information. And um, sometimes people will send me good cartoons or memes that I will include, or tweets especially. And actually, I've put some um, gotta laugh tweets in my videos because nice. she always great funny tweets. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so so obviously, um, you know, Donald Trump pres- provides a lot of fodder. For your songs, it's easy. And some songs you you write the words and music to. Others you choose to parody existing songs. Sometimes it just works. Like I have one uh, up here and ready to go. The Wizard of Fraud. (laughs) That was because of that In My Great and Unmatched Wisdom tweet, which I know you guys talked about on the show. I can't remember if you talked about it with with, um, Laffy or was just on your show, but remember that was, you know, a few weeks ago, if there was anything wrong in Syria in my great and unmatched wisdom. Yes. And it, like within minutes, the Wizard of Oz memes were all over the <laughs> internet. So, and I have a Dorothy costume from back in the day when I was doing a lot more corporate theater. So um, I, that one kind of wrote itself. All right. Well, <laughs> let's listen. The Wizard of Fraud, Lauren Mayer. Follow the fraud back to Trump. Follow the fraud back to Trump. Follow the fraud back to Trump. With a scandal every hour from how he clings to power while sliding down the drain. Maybe someone could teach him not to prove we must impeach him if he only had a brain. In his great and unmatched wisdom, Trump shows he really is dumb by acting quite insane. And the tweets he did send meant, where's the 25th Amendment? Cause he hasn't got a brain. Oh, 
just a stiff Requests from Adam Schiff That committee chair will school Trump in a jiff Watch him debunk Trump's latest junk What a hunk Watching this unstable genius Ignore legit subpoenas About calls to Ukraine but his claims aren't connecting. We can see that he's projecting because he hasn't got a brain or a heart or a spine or conscience or any sense of how government works because you can't impeach a member of Congress. Oh, we're off to start impeaching the criminal wizard of fraud. And polls we see show voters agree as inquiry we applaud. If ever an obvious crook there was, the wizard of fraud is one because his lame defense is ludicrously flawed. With Jared and Rudy in charge, oh God. We're off to start impeaching the criminal wizard of fraud. Uh, Lauren Mayer, she makes me laugh, and that's uh, that's what this is all about, uh, the Wizard of Fraud. So, um, again, do you, do you watch the news, Lauren, for a particular story that you know says speaks to you and says, "Oh, I can write a song about this." Well, it used to be harder to pick a song, and I would watch the news a lot. I mean, I generally I'll listen to your show. I'll listen to other podcasts. I've discovered a new one called, well, not new to new to me, called Trumpcast, okay. with a writer who discusses the news. Um, I watch Rachel Maddow and all the other MSNBC shows. Um, these days, I mean, I have twenty ideas every day, so it's more a question of picking what seems to be trending more or what more people want to see something about. And sometimes I'll just post on my Facebook page and ask people what they think is sort of worth poking fun at or what they need help laughing at. Mm -hmm. So I mean, there's it feels like every day there's twenty stories I could write about. Sure. So the challenge for me, you know, during the like, you know, 2013, 2014, when I was starting to do these every week, sometimes it's like, hey, I guess I'll write a song about how everybody hates Taylor. Oh, whoops, I'm sorry. I I, 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 so it's hard. It was hard to pick a topic, and it was hard to find a topic. Now it's hard to choose from all the choices. Right. I guess, and, the issue. and you're not only. I mean, your songs aren't only about Donald Trump. You you write these comedy songs about. Uh, serious topics in the news that affect us all. In fact, one um, that that just speaks to me because it's so spot on in terms of you know political commentary is if my uterus were a gun. <laughs> that was one of the first ones I did um, that got me trolls. Actually, oh really? Oh. oh yeah. And it was the first that really went viral in the sense that people were showing it to people. But I also got a lot of views from the trolls. They actually, there were more negative comments and negative votes on the video than positive, which wow. I guess means I, I struck a nerve. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, how long ago did you do this one? Oh, my gosh. That was the title of my first comedy album that might have been 2014. Wow. So this might have been from 2013, like the first year I was really doing them regularly and putting some effort into the production. This is, I think, well, I'm not sure which version you have, but I did put this on. I've done a few albums where I actually mm -hmm. went into the studio and re-recorded uh, so that I had higher quality and they were professionally mixed and mastered. So um, and then some of those I then recreated videos so that they'd have higher audio quality. So yeah, this was a while ago, but it's boy, it, you keep thinking these will be moot 
coincidentally not on either topic. No, (laughs) sadly not. Sadly not. It's only more pronounced. So uh, unfortunately, still relevant today. Here's Lauren Mayer. If my uterus were a gun. Have you heard the news of late? How Republicans in state after state are launching big legislative fights against women's reproductive rights. But if my uterus were a gun, these guys would leave it alone. They'd say, oh, go have fun. We won't quibble or moan. They hate all forms of regulation, except when it comes to procreation. Then they'll take away our choices because they can't hear women's voices. If my cervix were a rifle, they would keep their mouths shut. And maybe they would stifle telling me I just need birth control because I'm a slut. When I want to get my eggs lost, they tell me I should keep my legs crossed. With the steps these guys are taking, they all sound just like Todd Aiken. If my ovaries were a semi-automatic weapon, all these laws we'd escape. Even the definition of pregnancy they'll step on, as well as still talking about rape. And in the guise of weird night errandhood, they'll try to get rid of Planned Parenthood. Because these men know better than I know. Just ask the governor of Ohio. Yeah, if our vaginas were large capacity ammunition clips, life for women would be a breeze. There would be access to contraception to prevent unwanted pregnancies. So we wouldn't need abortions in the first place. To protect all fertilized eggs, they've sworn that the kids are on their own as soon as they're born. But all this debate would be done if my uterus were only a gun. Yeah, and it says on, on the end of the screen, um, uh, music and lyrics, copyright 2013 by yeah, Lauren Mayer. Yeah, said the Todd Aiken reference because yeah, we remember him, right? know, legitimate oh, yeah. rape. Legitimate rape. Of course, who could forget? Who could forget Todd Aiken? Oh, yes. And I will say that one, too. Um, I've, I think I'd seen something like, you know, Republicans want to regulate everything except guns or something like that, which is what inspired that. And then I... Um, so, yeah, I can't totally claim credit for the idea of combining the two. Right. Well, yeah, they, they do go well together. What at Lauren Mayer's with us um, where, you know, the comedy is so important. It's so important to laugh. Uh, your your songs provide a real public service and we thank you for them. Um, you mentioned that that one, uh, the one equating guns and women's reproductive rights, um, uh, went sort of viral. What What's the most viral? Uh, your songs should be much more viral than they are. We need to expose you to a much bigger audience, so part of the reason for having you on today. Wh- which one of yours has gone the most viral, as it were? I have two that have gone viral, truly in the sense not of, you know, I, I still don't rival Randy Rainbow's right. view counts at all because he's got a whole business supporting him. But uh-huh. um, in terms of the viralness of people showing them to lots of people and getting to other places, uh, the second most viral is actually my favorite title, which is, um, I didn't come from your rib, you came from my vagina, another reproductive <laughs> choice. One. Um, uh-huh. And then the sexual harassment prevention song. Uh-huh. And that one, I found out how viral it was because a friend of mine called me and said her daughter had been shown it by her college roommate whose mother had gotten it from her college roommate. And this went through like 10 steps till my friend's daughter saw the video and she looked at it and she said, oh my gosh, she used to drive our carpool. I know her. <laughs> and that one went to about 3 million views on Facebook and 
you know, like a few hundred thousand on YouTube, which, you know, I'm no, I'm no threat to Taylor Swift or even Randy Rainbow. But for me, that was really fun. And both songs are things I believe so fervently that weren't Trump related. Now, right. I had a few Trump ones go viralish, but those are my two biggest. Okay, well, let's listen to the sexual harassment prevention song, probably your biggest viral video. Lauren Mayer, take it away. prevent a sexual harassment prevention song hire more women and we did in 2018 and hopefully we will again in in uh, next november yes 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 well at least on our side it's amazing what it means when you see the division of congress and how many women and people of color are on the democratic side and how it's still an old white boys club on the on the republican side yep yeah when you you look (laughs) you look at the uh, you know follow tv coverage and you see them uh, throughout the, you know, the impeachment hearings and any other, uh, anytime there's a gathering of these Republicans, it's overwhelmingly white men, old white men. So yeah, yeah uh, things are changing. Uh, we hope more for us than for them. So Lauren Mayer, you, so you, you do the videos again, people can check out your YouTube channel at youtube.com slash psycho supermom. Um, they can find you on Twitter at Lauren's Comedy. Your website, of course, is LaurenMayer.com, M-A-Y-E-R. And what's your Facebook? 
Facebook is Lauren Mayer Comedy Songs, or if you just look up Lauren Mayer, it'll take you to it. But okay. Lauren Mayer Comedy Songs is the Facebook page. Okay. Um, and and in, in, you you mentioned earlier you put out a few albums, just audio only albums. That that th yes. those are still available. Yes, they are. I have um, if my uterus were a gun. Uh, I guess I quit the wrong week to quit sniffing glue, which was right after the 2016 election. And then fairly recently, I did one called Facts Have a Well-Known Liberal Bias. Uh -huh. And then I also have a couple of not as political ones, Latkes, Schmatkes, which is comedy songs for the holidays. And then Psycho Supermom and Return of Psycho Supermom, which were my original comedy songs about suburban life. And they're all available on my website. So if you go to LaurenMayer.com, you can buy the albums there. And you can also contact me if people want to hire me to do benefits or fundraisers or birthday roasts or whatever. Uh -huh. And if there is a cause that I can help raise money for that helps our side, I am there in a heartbeat. Awesome. And you, you do do live shows occasionally. You're not out on tour, but you, uh, do you have any shows coming up? I do. I'm doing New Year's Eve in Mill Valley for a community event. Um, I've got a couple of things in January that haven't been set yet. There's a group called Sister District, which is very active in California that helps raise money for uh, congressional race uh, for state level races in other states to help and gerrymandering so i do benefits for them and i'm actually working on an east coast tour uh in april may to do some house parties as fundraisers for various causes and okay. candidates so awesome uh, working on that and then i'll be at something called mars con dementia track in uh, february in minneapolis so i'm hoping to maybe book some fundraisers there too so yes, if, if people want me to come in, I, I feel like Joan Rivers, I'll perform at the <laughs> opening of an envelope. But in my case, if I can help, I have found when I do fundraisers, people are a little more generous if they've been laughing. Yes, and so right. I do feel like the laughter is not just helping us cope, but might help raise money. So. For sure. Now, speaking of money, how do you make money? You Obviously, record sales. Um, I have a Patreon, actually, which is linked on my, um, my website uh, where people can get inside information. I do a lot of behind the scenes exclusives for my patrons where I show my dirty little secrets about how I've pulled together some things and I show some outtakes, uh -huh. things like that. So that's a fun way. And it's just a dollar a month or you can do more than that. Um, and then I make money getting hired to perform. And then I, I teach songwriting and vocal performance and other stuff. And I'm starting to do that by Skype. So I can work with oh, people wow. outside. Very cool. Area. Very cool. So, but Patreon and record sales are the main things that, in terms of funding the videos, because uh, I don't. YouTube has changed. I that when the um, rib vagina video yeah. came out, I made uh, quite a bit. Well, for me, I think uh, several hundred dollars right. on that just from ad sales, but. I've had some get to that level and they've changed their ad structure. Yes, so. they have. Yes. Now, my income from YouTube has been slashed drastically. Uh, it's hard to make. As somebody who does what you do or what I do, it's hard to, you know, get income you, from YouTube anymore. Get yours from subscriptions and Patreon, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm not on Patreon. I, I guess I need to look into that this year. But um, yeah, people who one-time donations or monthly subscriptions, I have some very generous listeners that I so appreciate. And obviously, this it's the new, I guess, gig economy. This is how things yeah. are in the 21st century. And we're all on our own, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is both good and bad. And right. the hard part is we have to defend it ourselves. But the good part is there are people out there who are willing to help. Yes. I haven't gotten my Patreon. I mean, my Patreon channel is not doing as well as I would like. 
but it's it's growing slowly. And I, th I think for you, it would be worth looking into. And I may hire a Patreon consultant just mm. to, because I'm not a marketing person. Right, We're nor am I, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, I'll look into that. That's one one thing, another thing on my 2020 to-do list. Yes. So yes. Lauren Mayer, um, it, it's great to talk to you. I, as I said, I rely on your comedy throughout the year. Uh, many days, you're, the show opens, you know, I'll come on, say hello, and then we start with a funny to get us <laughs> primed for the next hour. And oftentimes it's one of your great songs. So thank you for all the wonderful entertainment and the big laughs. Um, we started out with uh, a Hanukkah song, your, your most recent one, your Let's Get Lit for Hanukkah, which I just, I love it. Um, I thought we'd, we'd end on a Christmas song um, since it is the season. And uh, yes. this is also one of your most recent. Um, it's I'm Dreaming of a White Supremacist. Christmas. Uh, so this was inspired by the horrifying White House Christmas decorations, which were not as ghastly as 2017 and 2018. Um, <laughs> Uh, and also not as easy to do memes to. I don't know if you saw the Handmaid's Tale memes. Oh, I did. Oh, yes. Last year's okay. all red, and yes, it was very creepy. Before it was like this apocalyptic, you know, Blair Witch Project monstrosity. <laughs> this year it was just white. White. Everything was white, white. White, 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 white. So I couldn't resist. I had to go with that one. <laughs> all right. So we'll we'll let you go and listen to uh, I'm Dreaming of a White Supremacist this Christmas. Lauren Mayer, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to talk with you. Best wishes, as I said at the beginning, for Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Festivus! Uh, we can hear our grievances later. And, um, of course, a wonderful and Trump-free new year. Thank you, you Lauren May. You and everything that I can do to help your show, I am honored to contribute. And as I had mentioned on Twitter, I am working on a uh, Nicole Sandler Gotta Laugh uh, theme song. Oh, so awesome. Yay. Cool. I work on that, and that will be part of your new year. Yes, most definitely. We could use that, too, because I'm, okay. I'm about done with the tweedle dee thing so okay yeah. we'll look forward to that lauren mayer thank you so much check her out laurenmayer.com take it away lauren i'm showing off the white house decor for christmas where every room resembles a sterile tomb or an 80s ad for perfume is my taste in decorating houses is as bad as my taste in spouses. I'm dreaming of a white supremacist Christmas like any good birther believes. Though it's getting colder my coat's on my shoulder Cause I don't know how to use sleeves After critiques of my previous The Shining and Handmaid's Tale Christmas This year a blander scheme I've chosen with a weird video in which I'm posing Like a strange new character from Frozen I'm dreaming of a white supremacist Christmas 
with decorations that look iced. I won't let the tree rest, needs lots of be best, but nothing about miracles or Christ. The White House is even wider this Christmas, like those Norwegian snowy meadows. There's no brown or black like the ghetto. And as spiky and hard as my stilettos, it's the wish of each Trump fanatic. May's the country be just as monochromatic. Once again, that's Lauren Mayer. You can find her at laurenmayer.com, on Twitter at Lauren's Comedy, and on YouTube at Psycho Supermom. Lauren Mayer, everyone. We'll take a quick time out and come back with a final few words for today. I'm Nicole Sandler, filling in on the broadcast. Five major corporations now own over 80% of all media in the United States, but they don't control us. The Bradcast and the Green News Report are 100% independent, 100% listener-supported. But we can't do it alone. We need you. Your support helps us bring real facts to listeners at independent stations across the country. You can make a real difference by supporting independent media. This country ain't going to save itself, but we can all do it together. Join us at Brad bradblog.com slash donate. That's bradblog.com slash donate. And thanks. All right, it's Nicole Sandler back with you, filling in today for Brad Friedman and Desi Doyen while they enjoy their holidays with their families. We've got just a few minutes left today, and so I thought I would share with you one more song parody. This one is not from Lauren Mayer. This is from another group. It's actually a guy. His name is Don Karen, but he produces these pretty amazing song parodies under the umbrella of the Parody Project. You can find them at ParodyProject.com and, of course, on their own channel on YouTube. Don Karen has been very prolific this holiday season. He's got a bunch of new holiday-themed songs. Well, they're, they're traditional Christmas carols, but the lyrics reflect the insanity we're living through right now. So, uh, in the few minutes we have left, we'll listen to one of his newest ones, This one, well, you'll recognize the tune, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, although he calls it God Made Some Scary Gentlemen. Here's the parody project on the broadcast. 
God made some scary gentlemen that cause us to dismay. They want to rob the country blind, expecting you to pay. They label their scheme tax relief, the voters for to sway. These are tidings of discomfort they deploy to destroy. Any chance to have a life you can enjoy. They worked out for the healthcare plan a way to undermine And make it look like it went down because of poor design They claim an individual mandate is a serious crime But to pay for wars and corporate tax relief, that's all fine And the impact will get to you in good time Two to one said they don't want those taxes for the rich And in our system people rule but then there comes a glitch In spite of that they gave our money to the one percent And it happened even with widespread dissent No consent, adding debt to 150 trillion cents the middle class will pay for that as interest doth accrue It will exceed the hundred bucks the tax break gave to you You're buying us for wealthy twats and paying for their crew If that sounds okay then when it impacts you Just make do when the bottom falls out and you fall right through God made some scary gentlemen that cause us to dismay They tried to rob the country blind expecting you to pay November 6, 2018 ain't so far away That is tidings of comfort and joy Comfort and joy You will vote them out of thought you can enjoy The Parody Project on the broadcast. And with that, we come to the end of another edition of the broadcast. I'm Nicole Sandler, your guest host once again, wishing you and your family a very happy whatever holiday you celebrate. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, or nothing at all. It's all good. Enjoy your holiday. On behalf of Brad and Desi, I wish you a very happy holiday as well. And to all of us, good luck, world. 